0: December 4th, 2022. We're continuing in Misilati Yasharim. We're in the middle of Perek Zayin. We're up to the paragraph that starts with the words Ach Hazirizut. If you recall, Misilati Sharim Ramchal has been talking about this midab, Zirizut, best translated, I assume, as alacrity. It's the swift and quick uh, activity uh, to taking care of and dealing with uh, matters in life. And specifically, he's been dealing with mitzvot that you have to perform. Um, What he has uh, described in this peric is two modes or two circumstances of zirizut. The first he already dealt with, that's getting into the mitzvah, that's having the determination, the steadfast commitment to get up and perform the mitzvah. The second, of course, he already told us in the introductory uh, paragraph, is going to be during performance of the mitzvah. Don't just uh, edge your way into the mitzvah and begin it and then kind of peter out, but rather be swift and careful and steadfast to finishing that mitzvah. It says even after... The beginning of the performance of the mitzvah of the maaseh, who shekevan sheachaz ba mitzvah Since you held on to and determined you're going to perform this mitzvah, you're swift and uh, and quick. To finishing it, of course, that doesn't mean that you're uh, too hasty in your uh, in your hurried nature to finish it. it rather, means that you appropriately but uh, diligently perform it and finish it. It says it's not. Again, that's what I was just articulating. Uh, that uh, it appears or it's uh, performed in a way that it 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 seems as if you're looking to just uh, unburden yourself of this annoyance the reason you're doing it and in turn the way it's going to be uh, done and perceived by others is because of your awe and your fear because you have uh, that realization if I don't do it now who said I will finish it he said the Chachamim are very intent on uh, being Mazir and warning about this (laughs) cites from Midrash A person who begins a mitzvah but doesn't finish it, well, the statement is, we'll try to explain it, is that he'll bury his wife and his children. It's very possible that this is a mashal. Um, The performance of a mitzvah uh, births a perot to a certain extent. It brings forth a growth. In existence in your own life and so forth. So the description then, if I began it, it's uh, kind of entering into that relationship, but not finishing it. So the wife and the children is the uh, is the context, is the con, con- uh, and the, the, the situation of this mitzvah. The consequence would be, so to speak, the birth of those children, the performance of the mitzvah, and its completion, instead of performing and finishing it. Uh, what uh, uh, what what the person when he when he leaves it aside ends up. Uh, uh, to a certain extent, the doing is burying that wife and children. I, I shared this. I, I I stole this from the commentary in front of me. He cites it from a Gemara Masechet, Sotan, Daf, Mem, The Gemara over there likens the performance of mitzvot to perot. Why is it that we have this mitzvah? Why specifically agla? Why is it that we have Asa Perot you should take this this which hasn't well we're not certain exactly what we're talking about Is the person who's involved not, uh, has he not brought forth? Maybe it's that uh, he hasn't procreated. Does that mean to suggest that the Gemara asks that a person who is barren and won't be able to have children, so you don't do in such a circumstance. Ela rather says the Gemara, mitzvot. So the primary punchline over here in this Gemara is that mitzvot are likened to fruits if they're likened to fruits, then the statement here might be interpreted in a, in a likewise fashion. The hachamim are stating, you started the mitzvah, but you didn't finish it, you kind of set up a family, but you didn't actually follow through with it. It's, so it's we might add the word ki'ilu, it's as if. It yeah? He brings the midrash of uh, Yehuda that he, he saved yourself from his uh, from brothers, but he didn't. Doesn't finish it's it. Completely. That's this midrash. Yeah, the, he had his, his kids. Oh, oh, interesting! He, so, he says Yehuda, Yehuda. So, well, that's identity. very nice. Is is really Might be. He said that the midrash is, is with regards so, so to, so, so, to you. So, 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 I got it. Right. <laughs> I got this it. The <laughs> b- commentary says the midrash is with regards to Yehuda, who goes almost as far as saving Yosef, but doesn't finish it off. Ultimately speaking, Ir and Onan are buried in his life. What's that? What's the kind of no, no, separate, oh, separate. Separate. He was, no, going, he he does was wondering. He doesn't finish, but he acts. That's yeah. right. He well, that he's well, that's what we're talking about as well. We're talking about someone who began, but ahar It's exactly what we're talking. about. Absolutely, that's exactly the point. The Amru and similarly, the Hachamim remarked in the midrash. mitzvah el al shem The mitzvah is specifically known as the one who finishes it and you can begin a project but ultimately speaking it's the finishing uh, touches which are going to be att- that's the it's attributed to that person. Uh, a building will be put forth initially by one contractor then it switches to another. The ultimate and final contractor oftentimes if not always is the one whom when people look at it at the greatness of the uh, structure they say it's that contractor, it's that person who put this together. But there were so many preliminary and initial stages but they failed. They failed because they didn't follow through. It's the follow through, it's the script in this respect of being determined to finish that it's Nikra okay, so Al shimov this week we were talking that um, again it would lead to potentially also uh, not understanding Halakha and uh, again uh, I guess uh, digressing the Mitzvot also basic learning like the Dafyoni where you're learning basic but you're not learning like, in depth is that some of, like uh, I guess problematic here well, over here specifically, we're talking about Ma'ase first and foremost. But that is a maaseh, you know. I don't want to say enough fully because you are learning, but you know. Again, first and foremost, it's Ma'ase over here. Furthermore, uh, even if you're doing, a, even if it is, assuming it is a superficial learning, it's still, it's still a learning for what it is. You're completing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to go beyond that and talk about the depth of limud. That's okay. I mean, we could talk about ideal limud. But in that respect, no, I don't think we're talking about a person. It's not finishing the task which was at hand, which again, he's doing it specifically in ma'aseh because you can quantify ma'aseh. It's a mitzvah. A person who is is quick in in his labor, he's in front of kings, he stands. He won't stand in front of lowlifes, in front of those who aren't successful. It's because the person who follows through has the ability to be, uh, again, he's got the structures named after him. The Hazal and the Chachamim and Masechet Sanhedrin lo hazeh. They attribute this this shevach, this praise which Shelamoi Mishlei talks about, it's about him the hachamim say. He was quick, he was swift, he was steadfast in finishing the binyan beta mikdash. He didn't tarry, he didn't hand it over to someone else. And likewise the hachamim Doresh. This concept, this pasuk in Al Moshe Alav Hashalom, Al Shemihed Bimlechet Mishkan, Moshe, likewise, was swift and quick with regards to building the Mishkan instead of taking his time, instead of deliberating. And so too, and he's really borrowing from the Midrash over here, he's continuing in that Midrash, uh, you'll find all the ways of the righteous people in the Torah, aside from in our lives, but in the Torah, in the Navi, in the Ketubim, when you have description of people whom we look up to, whom the Torah, whom the Tanakh talks about in praiseworthy fashion, they're always swift and quick in their actions. Avraham Katubo, Maher Ha Sarah Mahari. Maher. Three times in two Pasukim Abraham is quick. Maher Rivka Vatema'e Vatemaher Vate kada on the Pasuk with regards to Rifka and Parashat Haya she's is quick. Vikher Amruba Mitba Bamidrash Vatemaher hayisha Isha and so to the Midrash, as from those Pesukim and Sefer shofetim, the wife of Manoah, when she wants the angel to reappear, she quickly goes and tells her husband uh, about it, who in turn prays and has this appearance. The description again is this twofold one in which Zirizu is not just to begin, but it's throughout. If a person begins it and then taps themselves on the shoulder, assumes that they've begun something positive, but then falls off, it's a tendency in today's day and age, more often than not, we see people who are excited. There are new initiatives on a daily, if not weekly, occurrence in, 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 in our community, in our world. The question is who follows through? Nice initiative is, is one thing. To be able to follow through and even to get it going is something uh, praiseworthy in and of itself. But if you're only bat ba mitzvah, if you've only begun it and uh, kind of then said, and how many times have you... Heard? Well, I have. I always hear that now we're handing it over to the next generation. I and, mean, you know, if you're not able to do it, I understand. But if it's because, you know, I just began it, but now I can't follow it through, and the next generation's going to follow it through uh, with our guidance, but there's not an actual guidance. There's not actual follow-through. Oftentimes those things fail. It's it's more than anything a description. You see, we talked earlier in in, in Perek Vav uh, with regards to the way the Ba'aleh, Mahshaba, Maharal, and others envision Z. Zid- as being intrinsic to the performance of mitzvot. A mitzvah is It's above time and as a result its performance by definition needs to be beyond time. But over here it's in the very practical, pragmatic sense. If you're not following through it won't be finished. And if it will be finished it's not going to be under your doing which in turn leaves you deficient. Continues A person who has has a fiery soul man. from mm-hmm. Lashon Lahat Lahatah Mitta Bechit. Right so the Paso so the, the, the statement here is Ashilhat hat shoba avudat boro. The person has a fiery flame in their in their soul in order to do Avodata Ashim. Vada shiloy ta seel basiata miswot elati nu ato kit nuata mehira. His actions will be like quick fire a fire which is spreading quickly. A person who has that inner flame uh, won't stop until they finish. Uh, He continues and he now flips it on the other direction. See, the way he began this, the end of that last paragraph was by describing uh, the performance of mitzvot, the performance of maasim, as beginning with an inner fire and flame with regards to your soul, and then spreading through to the external. Now he stops for a second and says, "But wait a second! It doesn't need to go that way. And in truth, it oftentimes doesn't go that way." it? The same way zirizut, that alacrity with regards to actions, is a consequence, is an outgrowth of an internal fire and passion, can min ha valed yivaled ha It also goes, and generally speaking, if you ask me, goes in the opposite direction. It begins external and then spreads or then infects the internal. Of course, come to mind in this context, is sefer in mitzvah tetzai, and Sefer is referring to the mitzvah we talked about a week or two ago, the by korban pesach. You weren't allowed to break any bones. And Seferachinuch questions, what's the significance of not breaking any bones? It suggests Seferachinuch it was in order to refine Am Yisrael as they're leaving a slave-like mentality and life in Egypt. You're now setting forth outside of Mitzrayim. You're going to be living as dignified individuals, but we're not. We're first-generation slaves. We were just slaves yesterday. We literally are looking at our houses of bondage, our beta Avadim. How can you expect us now to be eating in a refined fashion with not, without breaking the bones? The famous words of Sefer HaChinukhar, Ki HaMa'asim Nimshachot After your actions, your souls, your heart is infected, is changed. Oftentimes it takes faking it until you make it. It's the words of Shohan Aruch, the famous words in Siman Tafresh Gimel, where he quotes from Rosh, that during Aseret Yeme Teshubah, the Minhag Hannafut, the proper uh, proper practice, is to abstain from eating Patakum. Even a person who throughout the year is not scrupulous, is not careful with regards to not eating bread, which was made in particular fashions, We could discuss the specifics of the mitzvah, uh, or the isuras as, as explained in Massech Ta'avod Hazara, and Shohan Aruch, but even a person who's not careful and has leniencies that they base themselves on, we're not talking about someone who's already Isurim, during Aseret Yemei specifically then, uh, the minhag he quotes it from Rosh, is to be makpid, but uh, what type of nonsense is that? That's not the person I am, it's not the person I have been. Uh, generally speaking, we explain that as well. maasim based on your actions, your heart will be infected. It's the Gemara in Masechet Sanhedrin and Afsaditet. The Gemara over there is Doresh from the Pasuk Va'asitim Otam. Don't read it as Va'asitim Otam with regards to performance of the mitzvot and you'll do them, but rather Va'asitim atim, You'll make yourself. Performance of mitzvot, the external actions, has a way of influencing who you are. That's already what he's describing. But it's not who I am. But if you think that you're going to begin with some sort of quiet contemplation, if you assume that that's going to be the successful mode uh, to changing and to growing, you're oftentimes mistaken. It's not to say that it can't be done, but oftentimes, if not most of the time, it needs to start with your action. Your action, in turn, will influence the type of person you are. It's in this context, specifically with the hitlahatut, that I think about the words of rama and siman memchet, which we've talked about, al in different circumstances, on different occasions. And that is, you may have noticed, you might do it yourself, many people have this tendency, or have a minhag, to sway during tefillah. Where the minhag of swaying in tefillah? The answer is, it's a mystery. But in siman memchet, in Ora Chaim, rama, first in his Darkei Moshe, quotes it from Rabbi David Abu Dharam, He quotes from Zohar, he quotes from Rikanati and others, but uh, he cites from Rabbi David Abu Dharam preceding him in his Sefer Hasidim, is the pasuk in "Kala tomarna Adonai m'chamocha. All of my bones, my entire essence, will call out to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, So it's not just my words, it's not just my lips which are moving, it's my entire body, my whole essence. That's one vantage point with regards to this. You see what the mefarshim then say, and many of the Sephardic or Middle Eastern Mifashim and poskim specifically, is that generally speaking, we want to stand, prostrated and with, in, excuse me, in a, in a straight fashion as we're, um, a, in an upright fashion as we're praying to akadosh Baruch Hu. However, the addendum always is, if it aids in your Kavana, well then it's appropriate, then it's praiseworthy. How could it aid in your Kavana? Well, first and foremost, people might just say, I feel it, I know it. I'm sure there are many, many interpretations to this. The way I've always understood this is the fact that my body is, if this is your mode, if this is your method, my body is moving swiftly and quickly, well, it in turn has some way of affecting who I am and how I'm thinking and how I'm feeling in this moment. I'm becoming a person who's charged with a certain energy because my body is doing it. It's really in a in a very small circumstance because it's not an action which is in the real world. It's in my prayer. It's a hara maasim nimshachot alevavot. Somewhat in a you know again a small a small action of moving your body if that's the way it's being done can have that effect. Of influencing your kavana. You say the same thing about bowing down in certain parts of I mean, It's an interesting thought. Um, you see, but the Gemara specifically warns about not bowing at the end of every beracha. So it's hard to argue uh, that that was the intent of the Hakamim. Now the Gemara does as well have how Rabbi Akiva would seemingly, because of his bows, go from one side of the room to the other side of the room, and he was really into it. Uh, so maybe it had something to do with the bows, unless that's a reference. They discuss it in that context. To this uh, swaying during tefillah is it? it it just uh, in I, I I oftentimes talk about movement and and we talk about it in the physical sense that if the more you move the more life and energy that you're generating it it's not and I always say and carries over and you envision it as well and your emotional and intellectual growth oftentimes it's it's one and the same right in other words that that ability to push myself to physical activity as a way of influencing who I am. I'm an active person, my mind is moving, not only, but also biologically, but also in terms of who I am. The fact that I'm moving uh, makes me realize I'm a person whose mind is moving, whose heart is moving in a constant and consistent it, fashion. Had the, the uh, on the of the rope, so they would hear that. So that, means, was that, does that mean he was swaying? When he was... I don't know. I thought that's just from walking. walking, yeah. walking. yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a oh, proof. he's not this saying Amida anyway. Right. What's that? Yeah. Not saying right. Amida anyway. But he was saying vidui, so he's saying maybe it would carry over. You see, there is in psychology. There's a field which is known as CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's not exactly this, but some of the principles touch on this sort of concept of my actions, irrespective of what my mindset is right now, will have a way of changing who I am. Now, does that per se mean that I've changed as a person in essence? Well, not necessarily. But the suggestion we're having over here, that Misilat Yesharim, that Sefer that so many others are setting forth for us is in a very real sense. You're talking about cognitive behavioral therapy, which is really changing your cognitive uh, uh, direction. It's really changing who you are as a person. It's going to give you, and Misilat Yesharim will develop this in just a paragraph, it's going to give you a different Midah but I'm not really 100% into this. But you're faking it until you're no, making I it. I mean, there, there is a lot of psychology in what you're describing, but you can take it to the next level, right? I want to learn. You're not capable of sitting and paying attention for an hour, but then after you just do it, you train yourself to be able to sit in a classroom. A little bit different right? over there, I think. Uh, oh, okay, because you're saying you sat, and in that respect, you right. became a person who can yeah. sit. Like when you get After up from Minyan, eventually yeah. you wake up before the Yeah, yeah, run. yeah, run. yeah that's, You trained your body. Your that's body what he's is not commanded easily. That's your body it? needs to be trained. But also, with the swaying, I feel like if you put someone in a room that never saw anybody sway, and you told them, go ahead and concentrate, pray, you might not sway, but we could just see other people. You're right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm and and it's for that I'm not talking about why we do well, it right, today. Right, right. I'm talking about when the Mefarshim, when the Poskim talk about it and how it aids Kavanah. I'm trying to give some yeah, understanding. Sure. I will tell you just, you know, there was at one point as someone was swaying and someone else in the class. Mm-hmm. On a Shabbat afternoon, or no, it must have been a Friday morning, someone said, Rabbi, could you tell him why you're not supposed to sway? So I developed it the way I'm doing it now, maybe with a little bit more detail. Anyway, and I, my punchline again was that the, the, the poskim right, that if it aids your kavanah, so then you will uh, then, then, then you should be doing it. So anyway, uh, uh, you're coming in the middle, you can't do that to us. So um, what I will tell you is that Friday night, the person said, what about hacham vadya yosef? So Vadia Yosef talks about this. He writes about this. That's exactly the punchline in this. That Friday night, Chaim David Yosef was in the Knis this last year. He walks into the Knis, and I, saw, I was praying right next to him, and he was swaying fervently. So I turned to the person who, unfortunately, was embarrassed in the class—not by me, but the person who was accusing. Him. I said, "Just take a look at how the rabbi is praying right now. You know, before you rethink your uh, the way that you that you appreciate your tefillah." From the zerizut comes the the inner uh, fire and, and fervor for mitzvot. If a person through quick and swift and uh, steadfast activity in the physical sense, if a person through quick and swift and steadfast activity in the physical sense, Hy ne who gorem setiv arboten watrapen immit Right, so from a, a psychological perspective, as Dr. Masri points out, and uh, just from an experiential uh, the, the dimension, that's what we know, the more you involve yourself, the more you fake it, the more you make it for yourself. Not that others understand you that way, that you changed as a person. And his, and his will and his desire will in turn be uh, increased. If you have this heavy Slow demeanor. So to your mind, your heart, your approach to life will be, and mitzvot for sure will be uh, heavy and slow as well. and that's the conclusion in this paragraph. Right, he says, and this is a matter which experienced will attest to. Uh, It's experiential, you'll notice this the more your movement is is increased oftentimes in in a positive direction of course uh, the more uh, the type of person you'll in turn become <laughs> He says, and it's certainly clear and understood to all of us that we want to change our inner soul, and we want to change that midah. Again, he's now, it seems, and it is to a certain extent, this peric, if you recall, is about beveur that was really twofold. He told us that at the onset. It's about being quick and swift to performance and quick and swift to finishing the performance of a mitzvah. Now, he almost as a as a side note, but he's you know in the same pedik, it could have been in the early pedic, but he puts in this pedic, he says, and you want to know what the consequence of doing so. Well, you should know, of course, we're seeking, we're searching to actually change as a person. We're not just faking it, we want to make it, we want to become a person who, like David Amed says, is crying out. With this passion, with this, the word I was using until now, fervor, this excitement to attach yourself to Akadosh Baruchu. And a person who doesn't in, uh, innately, naturally have that passion, that direction. כי He says you have in your hand the external action. To change a character trait, to change who you are is difficult, the way you can and experience tells us, and psychologists in turn will tell us, and the and, and the Torah that describes to us time and again, is the actions have a way of influencing who you are. So the quickness and the zeal to performance of mitzvot will in turn change you into a person who who has a, a soul, who has a heart, who has a mind, which is passionate and, and zealous in terms of approaching HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the truth is, in terms of it becoming part of who you are, there's a well-known Midrash, the beginning Parashat Pechukota, if I'm not mistaken, where David HaMelech, Pesukim, that uh, are in Tehillim, describes how my legs, I believed, were going to take me to one place, but would you know it, they brought me to the Bet Midrash. The description in that context as well is, I've trained my legs, I've trained my body to connectedness to you HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to the extent that they almost have a way over my mind I thought I was heading one place but as it happens my mind, my inner consciousness has led me elsewhere how'd you get to that? I think the description Mesilat Sharim is describing and developing for us is through constant, repetitive training in the words of Dr. Masri. Ach, You'll have an inner contentness, and inner happiness, because this will become part and parcel who you are. This is a person who wants... Through their actions, in turn, their internal inspiration to attach themselves, to be zealous in their avodat Hashem. Vehum ashehayah haNavi omir v'ne'edea nirdeva la et Adonai. Let's run to knowledge, to connectedness, to Hakadosh Baruch Hu And then afterwards, it says, "Achare Adonai yelechu kear eishach." These pesukim and describes as misilat yesharim a progression. You began with a decision, and then ultimately speaking, it was fast. It was like, uh, you're, you're screaming out almost like a lion who roars. It continues in the beginning of Perek het Keniata zirizut. Okay, so now we've described what zirizut is. We've described what we want to get to the decision to perform, to do, in a zariz fashion, the performance in a zirizut fashion as well. Hine, how do I get to it? bam hem hem otam bam He says the way to zerizut is identical to zehirut. If you are called Zahirut was our first midah. Zehirut, he described as first and foremost, involvement in Torah. Torah has a way of influencing who you are as a person, not only your mind, but your entire character, in totality, we discussed, we developed that point. Furthermore, he said, by Zihirut, and again, he's telling us zirizut is identical, he says, just look at the coarse reality of existence. First, for those who are a little higher thinking, think about olam think about eternal consequences as a result of who I am. And then secondly, if you're lower in that respect, think about consequences in this world. Now again, zirizut is with regards to mitzvot, as he describes, to us you're running to perform zehirut is the caution staying away from its not the inspiration to each should and will be identical Torah if it can and will and should influence you. But if it hasn't been Torah, if it hasn't been Yikra Kriyat Shema, it's Yeskir Lo Yom Hamitaf. You recall that Gemaran Berachot, which we cited more than once. Madrego <laughs> The the steps the stages of Zirizut, as we just mentioned, are identical to Zihirut. <laughs> <laughs> The mitzvot ase is zerizut, it's the alacrity to perform. The mitzvot lo is zehirut, it's the caution, it's the precautions that we build for ourselves uh, to, to stay away. godel bahem. And once a person has, uh, as, a, as a matter of truth for them, the level and the status and stature of mitzvot, and the obligation that you have in turn with regards to them. It's certain that a person will stand up to the task of this, uh, of, of, of this uh, of, of to stand up to this task at hand. Zirizut will be the passion to perform. Zihirut will be the hitboninut. The pause, the reflection, the determination, the decision of where I'm heading and where I want to head. Coupled together, effectively, as Ramban writes it in his commentary to Parashat Yitro, when we talk about mitzvot aaseh, we're oftentimes referring to, from a Kabbalistic, but even from a psychological perspective, the mitzvah, the midav, ahava, that would be zirizut. It's a love. It's a passion. It's some nafshi, It's the shir hashirim that Haram Bam describes at the end of Hilchot Teshuba. When we're talking about mitzvot lo we're talking about Yirah, We're talking about the fact that there's a certain fear. There's a certain awe. There's a certain trepidation. Each of them can and must be coupled with the other. But that effectively is what drives us in the beginning stages of our avodat Hashem. Baruch Adonai Olam Amen, Amen.